In lightning. Inspirational. Powerfully refining. And unapologetically controversial. Conversations with the Royal Impress. The entire world knows the secret of who you are. Now is the time to step into your queendom and become the royal empress that you're meant to be. One woman at a time. Conversations with the royal empress. Now Akiba, she's the analytical empress. Akima, she's the empress that will challenge you. Now, straighten up your crown and be elevated through conversation. Conversation with the Royal Empress. Welcome to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. This is Akila, and joining me is my co-host, Dr. Hakima. Greetings. <laughs> this episode, we're welcoming back a former guest to the show, global financial consultant and economic activist, Bahia Shabazz. And she's here to help us get our financial house in order. Welcome, sis. Thank you for having me, everyone. Uh, we're excited to have you. We're going to do a brief bio on you. And let the let everybody know who you are, and then then you can uh, tell us in your own words or what you think everybody needs to know. So, Bahia helps the community invest through wealth building to close the equity gap through a financial and economic background. She advises on how to break down numbers to build for profit through planning and investing. Bahia was featured in Black Enterprise on launching the first ever financial education tour for Black women. Bomb. (laughs) (laughs) She is currently producing a documentary, The State of Black Economics in America. She is the CEO and global financial consultant for Decimalytics. Am I pronouncing that right? You are And executive director for Brown Girls Do Invest. Bahia is also a doctoral candidate for the Doctor of Business Administration specializing in finance at Walden University. She has a global financial crisis certificate from Yale University, a public policy certificate, behavior economics, and a former, and a financial advisor. (laughs) What can you add to that? Well, what I can add to that is I'm very passionate about our community and um, educating us on what the numbers mean and how it could benefit. Because we read so much about how to advance, but we do not know how to. Um, So I took one step further as well. Um, I teach econ also at um, a college here. Um, More so for me, the representation. Because when the students walk in, they expect someone else until they see a black woman with big hair, big earrings, big personality. And I want to make sure that they have that support to move forward. And for me, it's about living and practicing what I do. So that's me in a nutshell. Okay. So let's, let's start the show 
talking financial literacy. Okay. And I'll let you have the floor. All right. So when, when you think about financial literacy, um, a lot of people are confused about it. Um, I want you to realize that financial literacy is the ability to understand financial skills, uh, which are going to be effective and to make sure that they are applicable to manage how to budget, how to save, acquire and maintain credit, and more importantly, how to invest. So if we learn how to um, implement what exactly financial literacy is through um, resources, meaning um, taking some time out to educate yourself with um, looking at websites, reading books, uh, reading is so fundamental, and sharing that wealth as well as practicing. Like I said before, I like to practice what I preach, and I encourage other people to do so as well, and not keep that information to you, but to share it with your community. I truly believe in uh, um, one of the African proverbs, which is why I created my nonprofit organization. When you teach a man, you teach one person. When you teach a woman, you teach a nation. And that's what we need to do. We definitely need to make sure that we are acquiring this information and teach our nation. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, you did say that, are there, are there some book recommendations? Oh my goodness, there are so many. Um, Dr. Claude Anderson, um, one of the, my favorite books, The Power Economics, that's one of them. Um, why I like that book is because it talks about um, the Black community. We, mm -hmm. we, we focus so much on inclusivity that we neglect to make sure that we take care of ourselves first yes. and then pass along that information. So I love that book. But when it comes to investing in the stock market, which is something that I do, yes. um, Benjamin Graham, um, the intelligent investor, that's something that really breaks down how to invest. Uh, for uh, for anyone between the novice, the intermediate, and the expert um, investor. So there are so many different books that I that I would strongly suggest, but those are the two that are that are on my top list. And there is very diverse. You have a diverse read with those two. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, why should we invest? Uh, first of all, when we're talking about uh, why should we as, a, as yes. people um, should invest, um, when you think about this, investing is one of the means to build wealth um, while we're closing the gap that was unfortunately set in place by practices from systemic racism. So investing should include three things when you think about investing. It should include stocks, real estate, and businesses. Whether you are um, I'm going into the, the field or, or have the desire to start your own business or because entrepreneurship is not for everyone or supporting those businesses that took that leap to start on their own. So I, I when I think about investing, I don't want you to just solely think about investing in the stock market. I want you to focus on stocks and stocks can be anything from individual stocks to ETFs, which means for which means exchange traded funds. And there are so many other things out there to invest in when it comes to the stock realm. Um, real estate, whether you are trying to own your own primary residence or you want something short term. We know a lot of people are invested in Airbnbs right now. Uh, we have a lot of people that are actually collectively working together and practicing group economics, which is something yeah. that we need to do and, uh, and buying the blocks. 
um, as well as supporting or establishing businesses. That's how we're going to um, invest and how we should continue to. Okay. Now, you know, there's a lot of people who feel like, and I've heard this, that real estate isn't like a great investment. And uh, people are saying that they'd rather rent. And what do you say to people who, who put that type of information out there? I, I think it's subjective, but I, I don't think that, you know, my question to you is when people ask, when people say that they don't think that um, you should purchase a home, I will follow up with why. Okay. Uh, because when, when you start really doing your research and talking about how the wealth gap established, and one of the big reasons why was because of lack of home ownership. We know how much we were excluded through discrimination from redlining. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when you think about that, we were behind the eight ball, right? So as time goes on, you have property that increased. Now think about this. If you are a homeowner and you pass those homes along from generation to generation and they are increasing in value, yes. That is wealth within itself, as opposed to getting out of that mindset of, and, and again, I'm not knocking renters because if you're doing it for your own reason, maybe maybe you don't know how to keep up or want to keep up with the maintenance of the home. Maybe no one educated you. It is what it is. However, when you're thinking about, I don't want to rent, I rather, I, mean, I don't want to own a home, I rather rent, you have to think about your mentality. So mm-hmm. you, so in the back of your mind, are you one of the ones that will say, "I'd rather just sit back and make someone else rich as opposed to my my family wealth"? Mm-hmm. You, you know, you you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. when you when you start doing your research, depending on where you live, um, in 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 the United States, at times to rent a an apartment or even a home costs far more than it it does to uh, pay the mortgage and taxes. I I have someone that I know and she has a two bedroom apartment, two Mm -hmm. bedroom, and she's paying $1,800 a month. Far more than what my mortgage is that includes taxes and insurance, you know, (laughs) exactly. And for, (laughs) for our family, what we've done, we, my husband and I, we, we truly sat down with, with our son and talked about, Um, keeping the real estate in the business. And I had the conversation with my my parents as well. Well, unfortunately, my my father passed last year. But when my mom, I told her, do not sell the home. She had rental property she sold. Keep the primary residence and pass it along. So we already did the paperwork. We talked about who was the most responsible in the family. Uh huh. <laughs> and 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 then, um, but and then and then and then I talked and then we decided who would who would it pass along to after me. So so again, we think about this. You have people who own acres of land, generation after generation, and and this is something not only to to build wealth, but it gives you a sense of um, security that you don't have to worry about anything because you still have that, that family land right there. So for mm-hmm. me, it's, a, it's about finding ways to build wealth, finding ways to close that gap when it comes to our wealth. And, and again, I, I'm not the one that push uh, what, what I strongly suggest um, on other people. I educate you. I give you the tools and I encourage you to research. That's why I always ask when people say, I rather rent than own. Why? Yeah. Why? Because we all have our whys. What is driving you to say that? Mm-hmm. I think if you, if you grow up 
and you and you've seen um, home ownership, then it's easier for you to, to uh, uh, believe that you can own it. But I, I just find that people that I have that conversation with, if they didn't grow up in a home or didn't grow up seeing home ownership in the family, they were the ones that was less likely to understand the value of owning the home. Like, well, I don't want that responsibility. Well, I don't want this. But you want the responsibility of spending more. I agree. You know we, so, I agree. We are a product of our environment. Mm-hmm. And we have to, that's why I said we have to, we have to do better. We have to educate ourselves. We don't just stop. Um, I, I tell my son all the time, and it's nothing against me, son. I want you to do better than I am doing, than your dad mm-hmm. and I. I. My parents wanted us to do better than them. They did better than their parents. We expect for you to take the baton and do so much better as opposed to just sitting here and just becoming a product of your environment and not wanting to learn to make yourself um, do better, know better, and and um, live that life that you rightfully deserve, you know, because otherwise we'll just sit there and believe what society, think about what society say about us as a people, that we're not worthy, that we're not intelligent enough. But when you do your research, oh my goodness, studies show from the time we were babies, how how advanced we were and still are. But if you continue to feed into what others are saying that it, that are ne- that's negative to you, about you, then you will believe that. I'm like this. I do not accept invitations for your opinion because it does not matter to me. That's real talk. I have a question for you, sis, because I remember... Sure. Um, I had a coworker trying to tell another coworker, oh, you need to invest in the stock market. You need to do this. And then, so I asked him, I said, do you have a Series 7 license? You telling him what particular company to invest in? And he's like, well, no. I said, well, what's this man's risk tolerance? Well, I don't know. I said, so how the hell you going to advise him? I said, so, sis, can you please explain to people the dangers of listening to people who are not licensed or don't know anything about finances to tell you how to invest their money. Can you please can, talk about that? It can be very dangerous. I'm, I'm telling you, we we all work hard for our money. You know, uh, Donna Summer says it best, you know, work hard for my money, so you better treat me right. Um, but at the same <laughs> You know, that's the first thing that popped in my head, right? Oh, the solid <laughs> queen right here. So so my, my thing is be cautious. Be cautious mm-hmm. who you take um, advice from. I'm, I'm telling you, when, when I work with people, when I tell you I vet them, and when I say I vet mm. them, I look them up, I see if you're about what you say. Mm. Um, if you if you do have that background, um, some people may not be licensed, they may just have that passion, but I'm going to tell you this, re- regardless, everyone needs to know their risk tolerance, and I tell them that all the time, and what I mean by risk tolerance is, You have to think about this while you're running around and doing exactly what someone told you to do and you do not understand how it works and you just want to invest in it. I'm just going to say I'm just going to say ABC stocks. I'm just going to make that up. If you want to invest in ABC stocks, why are you investing in ABC stocks? Do you understand the volatility of ABC stocks? Do you understand why you should invest in ABC stocks? And like you mentioned, are you explaining the risk tolerance? Because there is a questionnaire that you should actually engage in. And what that questionnaire will tell you is, if you lose $5, are you going to ball up in a corner and cry? Or if you lose $5, are you going to say, that's okay, because I will um, receive $5 and then some next month. So you need to understand 
not only the stock market and what it consists of, but understand your emotion and your behavior and your reason for purchasing. I, I've, been, I've been in this industry for, for some decades now, mm. and I do not invest solely based on what someone says. I, I like to look at the company. I'm telling you, this is what I do. I do my due diligence. Now, uh, according to risk tolerance questionnaire, the older you get, the more conservative you should invest, uh, meaning that you're not going to uh, purchase small caps or um, anything that's very volatile. I, on the other hand, it doesn't matter how old I get. I'm just aggressive, period. That's just me by nature. I'm like, go ahead, show me the money. Because uh, I love what I'm doing. I don't find myself retiring because I love what I do. I'm very passionate about it. So if I lose a few dollars or a few hundred, I'm going to recoup because I'm not going to pull my money out. Um, right. I'm very low to what, what, what I do. So with, with that being said, I, I look up the company. I, I first thing I do is go to their profile. I see who the key leaders are. So mm. if it's if it's I want to see who the CEO, CFO, CO, COO, who 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 they are, and mm. I look up their individual names and I see what their thought process is. Are they innovative, or are they stuck in the you know in the old school ages where they mm. don't want to you know buy into technology? Um, were they fired? Or did they resign from a previous co uh, company Ooh. because of possible embezzlement? I'm looking at all of that. Yes. Don't play with my money. Don't play with my money. And see, people are not, they don't, they don't really research all of that. They just mm. say, oh, someone said buy ABC company. I'm going to go ahead and hit. And, and then they would ask, well, how many shares should I buy? How much can you afford? Right. Right. How much did you budget? Are you that's part of financial literacy? Did you budget? Well, your budget should consist of, again, knowing what your budget is, how much you're saving, acquiring and maintaining credit, and investing. And when I say investing, again, stock market, real estate, business, when you set up your budget, your budget for your, your investment should be just as important as your shelter because you're paying yourself first. Now, ideally, I tell people, I would love for you to save for investment about 15%. Now I do know that's a lot. I say work your way up ideally. So if right. you start if you can afford to start out with 1%, 2%, 3%, then so be it and convert it, convert it into a dollar amount. And when I say you are budgeting, I'm talking about based on your net income, what you're bringing home. So if based on your net income and you say, okay, my rent or mortgage first, and then how much can I save? And you say, well, I can afford 3%. And then according to your budget, you, now you can pay for all your expenses. And I mean, everything that leaves your house, your hair, your, your earrings, your nails, any activities, whatever it is you're doing. And if your budget says that you can only afford to invest $50 a month, yes, you can invest $50 a month. You can do $5 a month. You can do however much you, you can afford to. And if you're looking at ABC company and their one share is a hundred dollars a month then you know you cannot buy one whole share because you only have fifty dollars which means now you are you're going to buy a fraction of that so now you can afford a half of share you can still earn money off of that but again it's, it's about educating yourself as opposed to just um uh, following these instagram gurus 
and say, <laughs> did I say that? And, you and, said and, that. and because they posted something, if I get another free request from a Forex binary trader, oh my God. So uh-huh. if, if, if you, if you, you know, it's like, show, show <laughs> me, show me why I should listen to you. What are you feeding me? Don't, what are you, how are you educating me? How are we going together? How, how, how? Uh, how are you helping me do better? Because because think about this. It's when you it's and I hate to use this analogy. It's like a child. You know, if you if your child is all over the place and you say stop 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 don't do that, they're just gonna grow up and know stop. They they don't know why they're stopping. They yeah. don't know why it's not good for them. They just know that my mom said stop. Don't do it. You have to understand the meaning behind your actions. So again, it's doing that research. It's knowing your risk tolerance. Are you aggressive? Are you balanced? Are you conservative? If you're going to lose your money up and down, if you feel like you're going to cry in a corner and lose your money up and down, you may want to reconsider some of the stuff that's going on right now, also known as cryptocurrency. I mean, I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. And and that's exactly what I was going to ask you about. So... Uh-huh. so- <laughs> <laughs> because we, and when you talk about Instagram gurus and all of this, and all I hear is cryptocurrency, and the next thing I, I, I think Doge or Doge or whatever Doge coin is part of cryptocurrency, yes. and and see this is the this is the thing too when people and, and now let me say this I I former financial advisor stocks um, ETFs bonds that's what I do I'm not a cryptocurrency expert but I'm gonna tell you what this. Right. Had to give that disclaimer. Let me tell you, (laughs) let let me, let me, let me tell you this. Um, People, people who you can tell who do, who are not familiar with cryptocurrency because the first thing they say is Bitcoin. And and I tell them that there are thousands of cryptocurrency. Don't, don't be married to Bitcoin. You know, that don't think that that's the only thing. Dogecoin is one of them. You have so many different uh, cryptocurrencies. Am I invested in a, a cryptocurrency? Yes, I'm invested in a couple of cryptocurrencies. You know why? Because I can accept volatility. When when mm-hmm. when you think about cryptocurrency, um, I do want to put this out here. Although people think that it's trendy right now, it's, it's really it's not a buzzword. It's, it's, it's actually here to stay when you think about it. Uh, and let me let me explain to you why. Cryptocurrency is digital currency, right? That can um, that that can be used to purchase goods and services, and as well as trade to make profit. And when I first learned that, I was like, "Wait a minute! You can purchase goods and services because the economist in me—that's how GDP, gross domestic product, is right. is broken down, and it tells the the wealth, the the health. I'm sorry, of our economy, if it's doing well or not. So, so when you think about it. Uh, cryptocurrency is starting out just like with anything else uh, that we place value on. If I give you a dollar, I'm telling you it's a dollar because we place dollars on it. Back in the day, a long time ago, calorie shells were considered currency. Right. You know, gold and everything else was considered currency. But I need for people to understand what current what cryptocurrency is. It is a digital currency. Now, um, most people support it. Uh, because they see it as currency of the future. But I want you to, to, to realize this, that um, it's, 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 it's like a speculation. It's not a real investment. What I mean by that is people invest in cryptocurrency in the hopes that it is going to obtain an increased value, 
right? Okay. So, so when they're purchasing cryptocurrency, they're like, okay, okay, let's see if this if this does well. And which is why a lot of people were so so amazed that Dogecoin did so well because they're like, why? What did they do? You know, what right. what exactly are they doing? It's it's another blockchain. So if you're invested in cryptocurrency, I'm not telling you not to. I, what I'm telling you is understand what the digital currency is and how it works. And um, and there are so many different platforms for you to purchase cryptocurrency, but do your research on that. But more importantly, if you are a person that whenever, if you count your coins every day and you walk in the house, you're like, wait a minute, I'm missing a dollar. You searching all over for a dollar. You may not want to invest in cryptocurrency because when I tell you it's volatile, I, I, use, I like to use analogies when I explain uh, money. Yes. Now you have, um, when it involves the stock market, you have small cap, mid cap, large cap, right? Small cap market uh, capitalization, the value is between 300 million to 2 billion, that's small cap. Then you have mid cap market capitalization from 2 billion to 10 billion. Then you have large cap from from 10 billion to, uh, and, and more. So I like to think of cryptocurrency kind of like a small cap because it's very volatile. Now, let me break it down if we're comparing, if we were hanging out with our girlfriends, right? If we were hanging out with our girlfriends and we yeah. have that one girlfriend that pops it off all the time, you really can't take her anywhere because she's like, oh my God, somebody gently bump into her. She want she wanna, she wanna to throw them bows. And you're like, wait a minute. She said, excuse me, why are you always so upset about everything? You're all over the place. I can't even calm you down. That's, I'm that that's- girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Like, damn, you can't take our camera nowhere. <laughs> that's your small cap. That's your small cap. Oh, that's small also, cap, all right. yeah, That's also <laughs> cryptocurrency. Also cryptocurrency all over the place. You're trying to control her. You know, it's like very volatile. Mm-hmm. Then, and then you have your girlfriend that, you know, she's, she's okay. She, mm-hmm. you know, she has your best interest at heart. Um, however, if she call you, if you call her and say, I saw my guy doing something he shouldn't be doing, she's like, okay, let's go ahead and handle it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So she's calm, but at the same time, she, <laughs> she, she, you know, you can depend on her. Now, then you have your large cap, which is completely, totally opposite of what, like how cryptocurrency function. Your lot, your large cap is like your, your friend who, you know, they don't even go to the club. They at the lounge sitting at the bar, just having a wine, nothing bothers them anymore. You know, they just, <laughs> but it, <laughs> you know, they, they established, you know? So, so again, they established, um, but if you have, if you, you're the type of person who really doesn't do well with volatility, you may want to reconsider cryptocurrency. But if you say you want to dip your little pinky toe in it, just, just buy a little bit of share, just to see how things work. And I say that with anything, um, just see how things work. See if it's for you. Don't just full blown out, just uh, plunge in. Do your research. I have a question. So sure. we talk about risk tolerance and I had one done a, a, a minute ago. How often should one be reevaluated to see if their risk tolerance change? I say every year. Oh, and okay. every, every year. And, and, and because again, things change. Your thought process change. As I said, re- re- remember I used the analogy of the friend who just laid back, she established, gotcha. you know, you you may change with your thought process. Either at one time you were saying that, oh my God, if I lose my money, I'm upset about it. And you, and then eventually you may change that behavior and say, now how I, now that I know how the market works, mm-hmm. I know that I will eventually recoup because I've done my research and I saw the performance and I saw that it goes up and down like a heartbeat but it truly continues to trans- transcend upward. So I, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. So 
I say it, and it may not change. You never know, but it does not hurt to take a risk tolerance every year. Now, as far as, and I do want to add this disclaimer, as far as if you are the type of person who's working with a financial advisor as opposed to investing on your own, I would suggest you um, have a meeting, whether it's virtual, over the phone, in person, every quarter. Every quarter. And the reason why I say that is because you need to start establishing a relationship with your financial advisor so that he or she would know that, okay, by here, if something happens in the market, I need to know how to address by here, or I need to, I need to reassure her. Um, and, and then, and then for yourself as well, you need to make sure that you understand what your financial statements consist of. You know, we get, we get them in, in the mail, um, and we're like, well, what does this mean? And the first thing you're looking for is loss of gain. You know, did I make right. any money? Did I make any money? Um, so again, have that conversation with your advisor every quarter. See if you're whatever you invested in is still working out for you if you like it. Um, have them explain some things to you. For me, um, I, I like to tell people that it's, a, it's establishing a relationship. If you if you're sitting in front of somebody and all they're doing is selling and you feel like you're a commission check, it's time to check out and go somewhere else. That's my Absolutely. opinion. I, I I'm all about building the relationship and educating. Um, I don't want to be your check. I guess. <laughs> So I just got one additional uh, question. I think probably covered it already for the <laughs> most part, but I mean, you have you have your organization, Brown Girls Doing Best, and it's about wealth building and, and the education of wealth building and, and legacy. And so if you could just talk about that, like why is that important? And, um, you know, how do we stay in the loop like with the economic trends? I'm, I'm going to tell you this, why, while I think it's important, I think it's, I believe it's important um, because of a few, a few reasons. Um, you, you know, I'm going to throw out another African proverb because um, I love them. Um, if you want to go fast, you go alone. If you want to go far, you go together. And for me, with brown girls, um, people ask all the time, why brown girls? For one, I'm a brown girl. Come on now. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I feel like this, you know, I, I use the, uh, the the airline analogy. You know, you, you hear a lot of advisors say, put your mask on first and then put it on someone else. I, as a parent, I always had a problem with that when I flew with, with, with our son. Um, but I feel like this, the mask for me is the mask on our people. It's to educate our people first before mm -hmm. I can educate anyone else because you all have all those resources. We don't. Um, as far as keeping yourself and why it's so important to stay in the loop, think about this. Um, two things. And as far as our community, we spend uh, $1.2 trillion a year in the market, right? Yeah. Think about think about if we were very intent on investing. Remember, I said investing stocks, uh, real estate, businesses, whether you're starting your own business or, or supporting a black owned business. Think about that. If we were very intentional with where we put our money, we can tremendously close that wealth gap. Right. And build build some wealth within our community. The other reason why I think it's important is let's just break it down just just within this one year. Consumers um, accumulated um, an estimated $1.5 trillion in assets and savings over this past year during the pandemic because we didn't go anywhere. So think about this. If I can grab my people and say, if we can save collectively, be a part of that $1.5 trillion that can save over the year, in addition to just us spending $1.2 trillion a year in everybody else's space, 
think about the productive damage we can do to yeah. save ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, so that's why I think is so important and thinking about how investors right now, we're very optimistic about the economy and the true potential about the economy, because we've had to take a step back within this past year as well to see what is truly going on. Cause we were not all over the place being busy. We were forced, we were forced to sit down and just think about what we're doing. And, and, and for a lot of us, our eyes were open to some things that are happening in society, as well as the things that are happening in our own home. And I feel as though that in order for us to stay in the loop, we have to, and I, and, and I know it sounds corny, but I am so involved in education, right? So we have to make sure that we are reading articles that uh, for me, when I'm reading articles, I, I'm, I am subscribing to Barron's, Wall Street Journal, CNBC, Morningstar. Um, I am reading not only what's going on in the economy, but what's going on when it comes to the stock as well. Because what people do not realize is that we as consumers, we are the drivers of the economy. We are the drivers of the stock market. Case in point, look at GameStop, right? The institutional investors, those hedge funders, they had no idea how much money they were going to lose when they when retail investors such as ourselves figured out the game. Right. We figured out the game by doing our own research. And we like, wait a minute, we can earn some money by doing this. And it's legal. The, the information is out there. That's why I say it's so important for you to be involved with like minds. Um, join groups like Brown Girls Do Invest. And then there are others as well that's going to literally hold your hand together and we're going to make these decisions. But um, to keep ourselves in the loop, educate ourselves. Educate and do not be fearful. Ask questions. Challenge the system, right? Don't just don't just treat it as though because someone says this is what you should do, and you say okay, and they say because I said so. No, why? That's why when you said something about renting, I was like, why? Why would they say that? And and I am. I, it's like at times I'm like a, a five year old or a two year old toddler. Why? 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 Because and I ask why not to not to intentionally challenge you for you to think about why you actually are saying this. Because sometimes we can hold ourselves captive to what we were told should be, but it really is not in our great benefit. It's for us to continue to be oppressed and be involved in that systemic racism that is going on. Because I'm going to tell you this, if we truly knew our power as consumers, you wouldn't be able to tell us nothing. I'm telling you, one, I'll never forget one time somebody said, oh, you think you are that? I said, no, I know I am. What do you, what, what do you want me to say? I'm not going to say I'm humbled. I, you, you are in the presence. Let me tell you something. And it's not because I, I, I am grandiose and I just feel as though I'm over anyone. I do not feel as though I'm over and above anyone. But if I do not know my worth, how are you going to treat me how I know I should be treated? That's what I got to say. So, so if I'm bringing knowledge and coins to you, I expect for you to receive it. Yes. I, I'm challenging you to do better. Don't yes. just invest in the stock market. Start with investing in yourself. Invest in your community. Share this knowledge. Because if we don't, we're going to raise a generation that is not going to know what to do. And we definitely don't want that. I have a question for those who want to, who want to invest, but at the same time, they really want to go black. What advice would you give the, the advisors that I want, to, I want to invest, but I want to, I want to do more investing in my own people's business or, or opportunities or, or what they're trying to do? How would you advise them? Well, as far as investing in your own people, as far as your community, I mean, 
we all stay in communities where we see um, black businesses try to, to thrive, right? As opposed to just survive. It, when I said be intentional about where you spend your money and investing, whether it's on the stock market, you are literally looking at companies who are either black owned or invested in black owned products that we see like Target. Target is trying to invest, <clears throat> excuse me, more into black owned businesses and having them on the shelves. And we see the rebuttal from other people about that. Like, oh, that's racism. Come on, look up the definition. Um, so so uh, invested in companies such as that. But oh. if you really want to start out you know, think about what your plan is. If you literally make a grid and say, I want to invest in stocks. Now let me see which companies are either black owned or which are very few or who um, help out black owned companies. So mm, if think about this, so if, exactly. So, so let, think about it. And I say target because target is a big one right now. Go um, Goldman Sachs is another one that's, that's mm. rolling out uh, oh my God, millions of dollars to, to actually help out black women um, invest. So when you start doing your research and you're not just going to do um, learn just by sitting around, you have to read about this stuff. And now you're saying, okay, let me go ahead and put my efforts in here as far as investing in the stock market with this particular company, because they're looking out in my best interest as far as how my community and my people. And then when you're talking about real estate, where are you going to invest those dollars as far as real estate? Where, where can we thrive as a people as well? You know, where, where are we marginalized that we can do better? When you um, see certain communities where they do not have um, Whole Foods groceries, not the Whole Foods, the company, but just grocery stores that provide that. You driving around, you see a lot of dialysis places and it's a food desert. Mm -hmm. You know, where can you invest in places like that? As far as businesses are concerned, even if you're not there in person, there are so many online businesses. Right now, women, when you think about it, Black women are the largest educated group in the United States. And we are doing the thing. We're we're we are um, we're opening online businesses. We are establishing um, different companies that are very heavily into STEM. We're doing we're doing quite a bit. So you think about this. Okay, are they doing something that we can? Uh, um, be a part of when it comes to startup funds, venture capital. Can I just buy their products? Making the effort, you know, sometimes you do have to go out of your way in order to support. And what I mean by that is it's so convenient to literally walk across the street to a dollar store or something and get something that you don't even know who, who produced it, as opposed to paying a few extra dollars to support somebody who's within your community and may not be living in your community, but they're part of your community. So you have to uh, make sure that you are very intent on doing that. Okay. Woo! It's been a wealth of uh, knowledge you've been kicking out here, sis. Thank you. You know, I'm going to claim it. You know, Dr. Dr. Shabazz, you know, see, I'm going to claim that. You know what I mean? It's coming. So we're going to go we gonna already do it. But thank, thank you so much for all the wealth of information you shared with us. Now I'm about to go into the challenges. Okay. One of the, one of the first things I want to... Uh, challenge people is on is finding out what your risk tolerance is. Our sister clearly stressed the importance of knowing what your risk tolerance is, because if you don't know your risk tolerance, how are you going to invest? Also, every year you need to get reevaluated. You're talking to me, sis, I need to get reevaluated because, you know, in the past I was this, I don't know what I am now, but you're right. People change, your, your, your mindset changes, you mature. So don't be that person. Oh, I got to evaluate now. I know what I am, but it's 15 years later. 
get reevaluated. Also, every you need to get you a financial advisor. I'm gonna tell you that, and at least until you can break off on your own and do your thing. But if you are new to the game, work with a professional, not your homies, not your coworkers, not your girlfriend, not your cousin's boyfriend, but a professional person who knows about the investment um, business. Okay, because I'm sick and tired of y'all listening to y'all baby mamas tell y'all about finances. <laughs> All right. I'm going to challenge you, everybody. We always subscribe to these beauty magazines and, and these sports um, sites. Let's start investing in these financial publications so that we can educate ourselves about finances. Now, if you want to invest in black, because see, I'll be walking around talking about I do black, I do black. For all of you all who feel like me, what you need to do is do your research, your research on these companies that are actually investing in black products and then therefore or black companies, therefore you can invest in those companies. It's just that simple. That's it for my challenges today. And thank you so much, sis, for coming on. So let everybody know how they can find you or to give you your last words for this uh, podcast. Great. Thank you so much. Um, you can find, actually, there are so many ways to um, connect with me, but I'm going to give you one in particular that I think that was very productive. Brown Girls Do Invest. You can find us throughout social media platforms. We are on Twitter, Facebook, as well as Instagram. We also have a private Facebook group. Um, I'm going to share it, although it's private. Um, Brown Girls Do Invest Wealth Building. And when you go to our website, either browngirlsdoinvest.com or browngirlsdoinvest.org, we have a membership tab as well that you can sign up for. And I'm going to tell you this. I normally don't promote that, but let me share this. It is a digital subscription. You know, when you purchase a subscription, you get the box in your home, either undergarments or shoes or books. We provide up to three digital products per month. We also give you training as well as speaking. So the digital products can include um, courses, eBooks, um, again, tra um, training, speaking. We literally just had a two hour training um, that I shared in the group and you get all of this for $29 a month and you have unlimited access. So think about this. You're learning everything from the novice advisor. I mean, novice um, investor all the way up to the expert. You're going to receive monthly digital projects, products, and you can um, become a membership, a member through uh, browngirlsdoinvest.com and click on membership and, um, and sign up for that as well. But please um, just um, connect with us. I don't say follow, join our family. Um, Brown Girls Do Invest on all social media platforms. And, and, and let me share this, my last words. Uh, we don't have time for excuses. We, 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 have, we, we have to make sure that we have a movement and we're going forward um, and never believe other people's opinions about you that you are not able. You are capable of doing any and everything you want to. And I want you to realize that you are worthy of the success that you desire. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I know, so You're, oh digesting God. all this, I'm trying to you know, cut yeah. the steak up, you know, all the wisdom that you was giving yeah. us. Oh and my gosh, thank you this, so much. This has been You're awesome, welcome. sis. And thank you. You're always just such a, a wealth of information <laughs> wealth is just all over yes. you <laughs> thank you thank you I, I, it's always a pleasure i appreciate you for inviting me again thank you thank you and thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll see you on the next conversations with the royal empress thanks for listening to
to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. Tune in next week for another enlightening conversation. For more information on the Royal Empress, please visit the website royalempress.org. You can also follow the Royal Empress on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Conversations with the Royal Empress is a subsidiary of the Royal Empress Organization. All rights reserved.